Welcome to Writers and Readers with Rock Hill Publishing with your hosts, James Hill and Athena Paris. Thank you, Amy. I'm James Hill, the publisher. And today we're going to be talking about indie versus trade. In other words, indie versus the traditional publisher. And there's quite a few different publishers out there. Uh, basically, there's seven. And... Um, Dana, why don't you give us the seven, and then we'll talk about the difference between each one. Uh, so the different types of publishing always starts with the traditional, obviously. So there's the traditional, the independent publishers, there are the vanity uh, presses, um, hybrids, trades, self-publishing, and then academics, of course. And then all of those, each one serves a very specific uh, niche in the market. And as we know, everybody's trying to become traditionally published. Everybody's dream because that means the money, the, because they usually offer you an advance, which you could go to uh, an to an island if you wanted to. No, just <laughs> kidding. No, all the advances are not that large. Yeah. Um, some of them are just a couple of thousand dollars, depending on how the size of your advance will actually indicate how much they... Well, let me poke a hole they... in that balloon right here, because uh, with traditional publishers, and what a lot of readers and a lot of writers think, that when you're traditionally published, they're automatically drop this big bucket of money in front of you. They don't. Like thousands and thousands of dollars. And that is only true if you happen to be a celebrity or you publish multiple well-selling, at least, at least well-selling books. You sold a couple of bestsellers. And yeah, you're probably going to get a nice contract out of a traditional publisher the next time. But the difference between traditional publishers or really most publishers pay royalties is how big a royalty you get and how and how much of an advance you get on that royalty because the thing that people don't understand is the traditional publishers aren't just giving you free money for a book you have to earn that money they may give it to you up front but it's then paid back as you sell books they've collected back so they'll give you an advance which means they give you money first and then as your book sells it works against that advance. So if you don't sell enough money to earn your advance, you don't get any more from your book set. And that's one of the things about traditional. As far as indie publishers go, of which we are, of course, an indie publisher, we don't pay in advance. We can't afford to, and we can't take the risk of paying somebody in advance. A traditional publisher, when they give you an advance, they're taking a risk. They're saying, we're going to bet on the fact that this book is going to be at least worth so much money. We're going to make at least so much money off of this book. With indie publishers, we're saying we're going to publish your book and we're going to see how much money it actually makes. Whatever it makes, we split. You get some, we get some. So you get your royalties. It's just that we don't pay it up front. We pay it as money comes in. Uh, you get the hybrids. And hybrid publishers, which a lot of people don't really understand, why is it called a hybrid? Well, it's a hybrid because it's part uh, traditional. They pay royalties, things like that. They might even pay advances. But they also 
expect you, like an indie, to share the expenses of publishing. Now, some indie don't ask for any uh, you to share any expense, but like Rock Hill does, because although you don't have to pay us anything, you have to get out there and do a lot of uh, promotion. Promotion. Thank you. There goes the word promotions <laughs> that uh, that would obviously fall on your traditional publisher. They have the money, the means to get out there, make the ads, and to put your name out there and get you on all kinds of uh, interview shows and things like that when they put out a book. Uh, as an indie, you may not have that uh, capability. We, we have Amy here, who is our public relations person, and she gets us a lot of interviews and she works with our authors to, to get some public, uh, published and um, notification notice. So with a hybrid, you're sharing the expense of all these type of things and you're sharing the work. And so that's a, so that's the difference between traditional and the hybrid. Now we also mentioned a couple other, which was trade. And I'm just gonna go through these real quick. Trade publishers publish books of a specific type. Like if you're an electrician or if you're a chemist or if you're a lawyer or whatever trade you might be in, that's the type of book they're going to publish. And so you have specialities and they publish those type of things. You have vanity publishers. Now, vanity publishers have got a bad rap. And a lot of times it's deserved because they will take any book and publish it as long as you pay for it. So if you're, and they, and they don't really do any kind of outside no. marketing. Mainly you're their market as a writer. They publish the book and they sell it to you. And then you turn around and sell it to whoever that you can. And that's why they get the bad rap because they're not really out to publish your book and put it out in the market. They're just out to publish your book. You pay them. Yeah, out to print book. your book. Print your book. Yeah, that's yeah. even a better way to say it. How to print the book for you. And then yeah. you buy them and then you sell them. Now, a lot of people don't mind doing that. Like I said, there are some people who only expect to print the book for their family to read, like their biography or their family history or something like that. And that's a great thing for to go for vanity publishing. You're not looking to sell it across the world. You're just looking so that people in your family know the history. Maybe you had a great aunt or uncle who did something fantastic and you don't want that information to die with you. So you want to pass it on to your children and your grandchildren. And so you write their story, take it to a vanity publisher, have the book made, and you give it to your family. And it's a, it's a legitimate business. It's a legitimate thing to do. And then you have self-publishers, which means that they publish themselves. The author takes on all the responsibility of producing a book. And... Uh, I started out that way. Actually, I started out with a vanity publisher and went into self-publishing and then into indie publishing. So sometimes you cross the lines and jump from one thing to another as you build up. And self-publishing is getting a better rap than what it used to have because people, everybody thought that they could just publish a book, especially when Amazon came around and that stuff publishing. I looked at it 
way back in like the 70s and 80s. And it wasn't quite the industry that it is today. And so I walked away from it. I came back, went into Vanity Publishing because they had more experience than I did at putting together a book. And I learned from them. And then I went on to become an indie publisher. So there, there's ways to cross these things. And then academic publishers are people who are tied to schools and universities. And usually if you're in university and it's a big enough university, they want their professors and their teachers to publish a book because yeah. it, gives the, it gives the school credibility and it gives them credibility that they have Professor Rex over here uh, who happened to be a, you know, in, I'm not going to go there. Forget that. <laughs> I'm going to rip off Marvel right there, but I'm going to I'm going to skip that. Just say that you know, university publishers usually publish people from their universities, uh, teachers or students sometimes who who write a really good paper or a really good thesis or something, and they publish. It. So that's them. Uh, now talking about the traditional publishing, we have the big five. Athena, give us a rundown on what why we call them the big five and who they are. Well, the big five obviously are in New York and they are uh, Ashetti, HarperCollins, Macmillan, uh, Penguin Random House and Simon and & Schuster. And of course, they are the ones who basically drive the literary world. Um, they pick and choose, but uh, they no longer directly receive manuscripts as it used to be in the olden days. Now all manuscripts will have to be, um, will have to go through agents before they see these uh, uh, publishers, unless they have an actual acquisition uh, department where they have the editors and agents names put on. Um, no one should post anything to these people directly. You should find an agent to go through and the agents will approach the different uh, publishing houses to because they know which publishing houses best suits your genre. So let's say Hachetti would be best uh, known for general fiction. The, and you wrote a very specific um, historical something. So let's uh, they don't go together so they wouldn't approach that publisher to sell your work to them because it just would not be a good fit, which is why writers need to know these things because you can't be wasting your time sending your work to the wrong uh, people. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, in that big five, and in a lot of publishing houses, you have what are known as imprints. Yeah. And imprints mean that the publishing house, like let's say you take a published house like Tor, from, for example, for Macmillan. Now Tor publishes sci-fi and fantasy. Now Macmillan might not really want to be known as a sci-fi fantasy, or actually they have lots of divisions. So they create Tor, as their sci-fi and fantasy uh, subdivision, the, yes. Uh, Harlequin is from HarperCollins, so mm -hmm. they 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 do romances. So if you want the romance romance novel, you go to Harlequin, which is just an mm -hmm. arm of HarperCollins. Mm 
So there's so there's different uh the big five breaks off some of these other publishing houses and imprints and to, to cover the subgenre or just to cover a particular genre because they they have the means to do that. They can diversify their 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 stock and not really have everything underneath the one name. So yeah. that's that's yeah. a that's part of what that's why we call them the big five because they have the big name, the big five name, but then underneath those names you might have other more famous or more well-known uh, publishing houses, imprints, yes. right, and, and those are imprints. The difference between an indie, and let's just wrap this up with what is the difference between an indie versus a traditional publisher? Well, indies are smaller publishing houses. Uh, we publish less than 10 books a year usually. This year, Rock Hill Publishing hit an astounding five books in 2020. Thank you, COVID, <laughs> because <laughs> our our aim was to hit like two or three books a year, and because it takes about a half a year or so once we get a manuscript and once we start working on the manuscript to put out a book. Because of COVID and we're stuck where we're stuck and we didn't get to travel, we didn't get to go to different book fairs and all the kind of stuff we wound up working on twice as many books that we would have not naturally done. But a small indie book house would usually do 10 books or less. Uh, we have small operating budgets, which means we have less people to pay. You know, uh, a lot of the people are um, on not consignment, but uh, they're like independents. Like we don't have a, a book cover artist on staff. We have we contract them. So we get individual contractors to do our book covers. We have two or three who we go to all the time, but still we pay them by the book cover, not a, a salary type of thing. And then we operate the same as the traditional publishers in that we pay royalties and we do the publicity. We get out there, we we push the books at, yeah. for, and we help. for our writers. Yeah. Over that, yeah, we I, help the writer to promote themselves. Yeah. And in that promotion, let me just say that when you go to a big publishing house, you you go with they go with the idea that you only get so much time on the front burners. So whether it's three months or six months, you have a certain amount of time with that publishing house to actually sell that book, actually to make a name for yourself. And after that, you go into what they call their backlog catalogs, which means they're no longer pushing your book. And if somebody wants to buy it, yeah, they'll still have it, but, the, but you're not on the front burner. With indies, we don't really have a back burner. Everybody's on fire. Everybody's on the front burner. But we don't make any money unless we sell your book. So naturally, we keep pushing people for years, for years after the first book come out, we're still pushing our first book. We're pushing your second book, we're pushing your third book, we're pushing all the books because we don't make any money and we're not pulling in like a hundred writers at a time, hoping to find one that's gonna be a bestseller. 
we don't do we don't deal in that kind of volume as the big five do. They can afford to shove people off after six months because they have so many more people coming in the door that they're trying to get out. And they're betting on the fact that one of these people coming through the door is going to be a best. And they're not really worried about which one. We want all of our writers to be a bestseller because we all worry about which ones. Yeah, so, Amy. Man, who would have thought that becoming a writer and a published author would be so complicated? Like, it just sounds so easy. Like, oh, I just want to be a published author. I'm going to go, you know, first publisher that takes me. Who would have known that there's so many different publishers and they each do something different? I mean, you guys just made that conversation seem so smooth and easy. And it was like, oh, yeah, these are the differences. And you're like, what? Like, I literally had a brain explosion. But you guys have been listening to readers and writers with James and Athena of Rock Hill Publishing. So make sure you check it out. Check us out next week. We'll be talking more, all kinds of different things about publishing, being an author, how you can go those routes. So check us out next week. Thank you.